0: Hello, and welcome to Gumbo Lanyap. I am your host, Samantha Arsimon. The purpose of this segment is to discuss different topics in the medical field. There are no CEUs offered during this segment, but the information is invaluable. Hello, I am your host, Samantha Junius Arcema, and this is episode 24. Today, I just wanna talk to my listeners in a more relaxed manner. So, you won't hear a lot of the editing that I usually do when I do my podcast. It's December, the end of this horrendous year, 2020. And I just wanna talk a bit about a topic um, PTSD and the article that I'm gonna take some information from, I'll have the link at the end of this podcast. It's actually from Relias Media and they talk about a very important topic. I actually saw this article and started reading it and wanted to share it with my listeners because I think it's very important to understand PTSD and the healthcare workers. Many of you know that I'm a nurse for many years and I'm also a nurse practitioner and I work in the emergency department. I've seen my share of COVID patients come through the hospital and it has been um, pretty much a challenge like many of you. So anyway, this article is titled, Watch for PTSD in healthcare workers following their COVID-19 experience. The article starts with Physicians, nurses, and other healthcare workers who treat patients during the worst of the COVID 19 pandemic may experience post traumatic stress disorder or PTSD or similar effects that could threaten patient safety and quality of care if not adequately addressed, according to experts who study the lasting effects of trauma. Quality improvement and peer reviewed professionals may be among the best suited to detect the signs of PTSD among healthcare workers and to initiate the help they need. Some quality metrics commonly monitored in hospitals can provide an early warning that healthcare workers are in distress. So with that being read, I tell you, many of my friends have had some signs of having a little bit of COVID burnout. And this is normal. We're, we're all facing situations that we really have not faced before. The article continues, For some healthcare workers, the COVID-19 experience will produce significant and lasting effects that will cause serious emotional problems and potentially affect the quality of their work, says Shauna Springer, PhD, chief psychologist at Stella Center, a treatment center in Oak Brook, Illinois, for the relief of mental trauma-related conditions. I just want to add that many of us who are in the healthcare field right now taking care of COVID-19 patients. I want to encourage you if you need to talk to a mental health specialist, talk to a therapist, or even ask your primary care physician for some type of medications to help with coping. That is something that is not unusual. I'm not going to read this entire article today. I am going to just touch on some highlights. I do recommend if you want more information to go ahead and follow the link at the end of the podcast or it'll be in the show notes rather but I do want to read what the article says next this section is titled similar to 9-11 PTSD Physicians and other frontline healthcare workers will soon show PTSD symptoms similar to what first responders developed after responding to the terrorist attack on September 11, 2001, says Willard G. Van Group, PhD, ABPP, an expert in neuropsychology based in New York City and Chicago. He treated first responders for their trauma and stress after 9-11 and has led the neuropsychology testing program in three of the nation's leading departments of psychiatry, the University of California, Los Angeles Cornell, and Columbia University. The effects will be different because with 9-11, there was one single event and ripple effects. With the pandemic, we have this amorphous ongoing crisis, he explains. But just like with 9-11, I would expect to see some trauma-like reactions, either full-blown PTSD or some of the symptoms, along with anxiety and mood disorders. For some people, these symptoms will happen right away. For other people, the response might be delayed by three to six months. I have a friend who I work with who shared that she actually called her primary care physician and said, you know, I work in ICU. I'm having a bit of a struggle, and she said her doctor told her, don't worry, I have something for you. Just come on in and pick up the prescription. I do want to recommend, though, that you be careful with overuse of benzodiazepines as they may become a little bit addictive. But also, too, remember that you can talk to your therapist, or you can talk to your primary care physician, or maybe even a mental health nurse practitioner if you're having stress and anxiety, and you don't feel that you need any kind of chemical support. Talking to a medical professional may be just as effective. Again, this time I'm not going to read the entire article. I'm just going to take some points from the article, but you can definitely go back and read the article yourself. The next section I'm going to read is Intervene When Symptoms Show. A change in performance should prompt an intervention that helps healthcare workers understand how the pandemic experience may have lasting effects and how to cope, Springer says. Many healthcare workers suffering from pandemic after effects will not recognize that it is the cause of their ongoing stress or performance issues. Without proper intervention, performance may continue to degrade. One of the things that I like to tell my friends, family and myself Um, get a massage. A massage may help. Uh, Many of my friends already know that I am also a massage therapist. I've been a massage therapist for years, but I have found that getting a massage really helps with being on the front lines uh, for COVID-19. The article goes on and says, the hospital should seek to help healthcare workers rather than punish them. Administrators should help healthcare workers avoid placing all of the blame on themselves as too weak or unable to cope. A shift in that kind of metric most likely will be the result of their traumatic experience rather than core to who they are as a physician, Springer suggests. It would be a shame to lose good physicians because we are not supporting them well in this massive trauma they are facing. And this is also true for nurses. Many of our nurses, many of our respiratory therapists, our aides, our housekeepers, we all are in this together. And we appreciate the support that we have been given from different restaurants here in the New Orleans area. They've offered us food during this difficult time, and it really helps to bring our community together. The article next talks about provide support for stressed workers. Hospitals must act proactively to identify stressed co-workers and provide them relief, Lipov says. During the heavy work periods, that might mean asking a senior physician, senior nurse, or other respected leader walking around to spot those who are overworked and likely to perform poorly, insisting the person take a break and sleep. One of the things I have done just as my way of helping out is I offered free chair massage to several hospitals in the area. One of the hospitals I offered was, of course, the hospital that i currently work, but also to some of the hospitals that I have worked in the past, because the people knew me and I was able to get in, I was able to offer massage therapy to the ICU department, the emergency departments, and anybody else who wanted to visit uh, work in that hospital. As you know, it was not easy just to go to any hospital because every hospital has to be careful with the spread of COVID-19. The nurses and doctors truly appreciated the chair massage that they received. I want to read what the article says in this next section. It says, monitor after pandemic subsides. So we are almost in that area where the pandemic is starting to slow down, even though I have heard on NPR radio that I listen to a lot, that Europe may have some type of mutation of the COVID 19 virus at this time. So we're going to all have to keep an eye on that. But the article says hospital leaders should be careful to continue monitoring healthcare workers even after the initial wave of the pandemic subsides, says Tasha Holland Carnegie, PhD, LPCS, a licensed counselor and founder of the platform Wellness in Real Life, which assists healthcare providers who are looking to de stress to prevent burnout. Healthcare workers were celebrated as heroes during the worst of the pandemic response, but their stress will not go away instantly once the patient load decreases and the public attention wanes. When healthcare professionals are bravely taking on the crisis with a problem-solving mentality, working around the clock under terrible conditions and increasing patient mortalities, it is expected that stress levels are high. What occurs afterward is more difficult to deal with, she says, as the pandemic drags on, people get sicker, and the more colleagues, patients, and families are affected, healthcare workers will need help dealing with anxiety, depression, and symptoms of PTSD. Whether the COVID 19 crisis continues to grow or diminishes in coming months, the workforce will soon show signs of their experiences. Hospital quality leaders should be prepared with a plan for keeping healthcare professionals healthy, effective, and on the job. One of the suggestions is maintaining a culture of wellness. And this is what I was trying to do whenever I offered massage therapy to the nurses at their sites. Yeah. The article says this can be accomplished by introducing leaders to the well-being needs of healthcare workers. They can help reduce stress in the clinicians. The system also must watch out for the physician's need to refresh and sustain. Institutional policies must be stable. Ensure paid time off and sick days remain unaffected for all employees for COVID-19 related illnesses. Ensure no out-of-pocket expenses for employees with COVID-19 related illnesses will occur. Next, we wanna maintain balance. During these times, it is imperative to monitor the time and effort Healthcare delivery teams are spending in direct care. Respect the time when providers are away. Do not disturb staff or expect them to participate in virtual meetings. Encourage them to disconnect and recharge. And that was one of the things that one of the managers at our hospital suggested that when we were away from work, we take time and get away for a few days or a few hours. Next the article talks about the importance of watching for substance abuse. The unusual stress of the pandemic also can make healthcare workers more susceptible to substance abuse, says Charles Smith MD, an addictionologist at Recovery First Treatment Center in Hollywood, Florida. When you add in the pressure of living up to the hero image and concerns about their own health status, it is a perfect storm that puts doctors and nurses at increased risk for issues like PTSD and substance use, Smith says. For some, alcohol and or drugs become a coping mechanism. When COVID first hit, I would unwind at home by listening to some awesome jazz music and get a glass of wine. I actually had to stop drinking wine because I started to notice some physiological effects such as when I did not have wine at five o'clock because I was still at work, my heart rate increased or my affect became a little bit depressed and I was like, that must be the wine. Other things had to take place of stress reduction such as massage therapy, walking in the neighborhood, or working on other items like candle making or bread baking, something to relax or distress. Finally, the article says quality leaders need to be mindful that some staff may be struggling to cope And turning to substances, Smith says, part of that awareness should include taking a proactive approach to providing ongoing support for those on the front lines, such as virtual peer support groups and online counseling services, he says. Staff should also be trained on the warning signs of addiction and on what to do if they suspect a physician or nurse is struggling. It is critical that colleagues and employers not turn a blind eye. We have come to the point now that the vaccines are being distributed throughout the country. We're looking for 80% of Americans to at least get the vaccine. We'll see what 2021 brings. I hope that it is much better. Everyone, please be safe. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You will find a link to the full article in the show notes. And see you next year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Until next time.
1: We can take a trip to L.A. Your life in the bay. Never stressing because I see the blessings coming from a mile away. To my space, I made a call when I sing, but you're offering you much of nothing, so you're easily replaced. And I want you to know this all was for you. How could you just lie to me? I just needed you to ride for me. I've been rolling, 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 girl. I gotta get you off my mind, making time to starts to show now you know i've been on my